she's just beginning to show us what she's capable of. She's going to grow. She's going to get better. And it takes time. The Sportskeeda Wrestling Awards are here for our second edition. And just like last year, we have WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff with us as part of our judging panel to choose the best of the best. He perfected the role of the heel authority figure. He was responsible for some characters that we love to this very day. And yes, he beat Vince McMahon for 83 weeks. In 2023, this man does not hold back. In an era of political correctness, Bischoff is as unfiltered as it gets. So, sir, for the 15 people or so who may not have heard of your podcast, would you like to tell them about your podcast? <laughs> yeah, um, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. You, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, uh, which we're doing more and more on YouTube as of late. Um, so yeah, definitely check us out. You know, we, we talk about Conrad Thompson and I, my partner, uh, we talk about some current day things. We touch on things that are happening, you know, that are important, significant, but the majority of the time we're kind of going back and look at the, looking at the Monday night wars and reliving some of those experiences, but also touching on some of the things that are still important today that were very important back at that time. There are a lot of parallels. And and I think over the past year, because it's been a year since I've done this with you guys, um, we've seen so many changes. And I think a lot of them for the better, uh, at least with regard to WWE. So um, yeah, it's been an exciting year. 83 Weeks is a fun podcast. I've been doing it now for, I think, over five years. Uh, and, and I encourage people to check it out. If you're interested in that Monday Night War era, which in the opinion of many, not just myself, was really one of the most significant eras in the industry within the last 30 years or more. So it's, it, it's fun to do. We, we have fun doing it. And I think people that listen to us have fun listening. So I encourage people to check us out. Doesn't cost a nickel. Let's go to the awards. I thought it would be fun to uh, do the same categories that you did last year and see if you choose the same name or not. Uh, so, who would you say was the best promo of the year 2022? Is it MJF? Is it Cody Rhodes? Is it CM Punk? Is it Sami Zayn? Is it Becky Lynch? Or is it Paul Heyman? Well, that's a really tough one, my friend. That's really tough. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn and a lot of the names that you mentioned, you know, MJF, I think the world of MJF, you know, I think his promo skills are in another universe altogether. Um, Paul Heyman, I don't think anybody can really compare to Paul Heyman. He's just amazing at what he does. Uh, Cody Rose has had some very powerful, powerful promos in the last year. But the reason I'm going with Sammy is because Sammy's promos are so strong and they've helped catapult Sammy 
from the middle of the roster to the very top. And a lot of that was based on not just his promo skills. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, there's a lot to admire in Sami Zayn in every category of performance. But I think the passion that he conveyed and the way he conveyed it touched the hearts of so many people. And it's one thing to go out there and deliver a great dialogue, deliver a great promo. And people appreciate that, myself included. But when you can deliver narrative, in this case, an in-ring promo, that touches people's hearts and catapults you to the top of the business, I don't know how Sami Zayn does not get that award this year. I really don't. It's amazing. So last year you picked Paul Heyman, but then Sami Zayn wasn't a part of content, the contenders last year. So that's an interesting choice. Uh, so me and my team, we were discussing the uh, contenders. Do you think Sami Zayn has caught on in the same manner as the Dallas Page did when uh, like you were in charge of WCW? There, there was a connection with the people that very few others had. Do you think Sami Zayn has that connection? Well, that's a really good observation, and I would agree with that because there's some parallels there. Diamond Dallas Page was in the, kind of the middle of the roster, right? And and he was pretty good. But once Diamond Dallas Page made that transition, once he turned down the NWO and started working with with Randy Savage and and and, and so many of the other top names, he just blew out of the pack. He didn't slowly grow his way to the top of the roster. He just blew the doors off. And I think that's how I feel about Sammy. Sammy's been around a long time, you know, and he's been very successful and he's very talented and he's been very good. But the way he's just completely blown the doors off and taken ownership of that character and that role is very similar to what DDP did. I think that's a great observation. Amazing, amazing. Let's go to the next uh, category. Uh, it's it's the award for the best heel of 2022. Before I name all the uh, contenders for this category, last year you made me stop at this point and you said you don't even have to name anybody. I know my heel of the year 2021. <laughs> Would you like to uh, make a guess as to who it was last year? Probably MJF. Yes, sir. <laughs> would uh, would you like me to go over the categories again, or would you? Yeah, say- because because things have changed a little bit. Things have gotten a little tighter in that respect. So let's go over it. Okay. Uh, in which case, we have Chris Jericho, who's going strong. Your old friend. We have Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara and uh, Ty uh, Mello, uh, who have formed a very interesting kind of heel alliance. We have Seth Rollins who might be a babyface right now, but he was a heel last year, who's taken on that whole um, overblown Joker kind of gimmick. We have Dominic Mysterio and we have Rhea Ripley, uh, part of the Judgment Day. We have Roman Reigns, of course, and we have MJF again. Uh, Who would your pick be? Much like I'm, I'm... Look, this is all subjective, right? 
and and all of the names that you mentioned deserve to be mentioned in there. Um, I guess because of how quickly she has emerged as a heel, I'm going to go with Rhea. And again, it's because she's made such a huge, I mean, MJF, I still think, has got one of the best promos in the business. But he's had now the best promos in the business for a couple of years, at least a year and a half, right? Rhea kind of came from out of nowhere. And she's still, I hope she, if she hears this, I hope she doesn't take this the right, wrong way. She's just beginning to show us what she's capable of. She's going to grow. She's going to get better. And it takes time, but she has done such a great job in such a short period of time. And I think by elevating Dominic, who is still very, very new to the business, you know, he's, he's still a, he's still a child, you know, (laughs) until you've been in the business for six, eight, 10 years, you're still learning every time you go out there and even after, but you really have to learn a lot the first six, eight, 10 years. But I think Rhea has done such a great job with her promos and her heel work to elevate not only her, but also Dominic and make him an actually a meaningful character and not just Rey Mysterio's son. And a lot of that has to do with the writing team and the creative team too, right? But in terms of the execution, I'm gonna go with Rhea. Amazing. Let's move to our final category. Who would you say was the baby face of the year 2022? Last year, you picked Darby Allen, who does not unfortunately make it this year. But here are the contenders. We have Cody Rhodes. We have Drew McIntyre. We have Bianca Belair. We have Liv Morgan. We have uh, someone you know very well, Orange Cassidy. And we have a surprising name, a man who reinvented himself uh, through the course of 2022, Brock Lesnar, who went from the most feared heel to... uh, you know, a happy-go-lucky baby face. Who would you see was the baby face of the year 2022? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. By a mile. There's no comparison. And that's not taking anything away from anybody else, but let's just look at the reality. You know, look at the just the amazing impact Cody had um, in his match with, with Seth when, when he made his comeback to WWE. The promos that Cody have has delivered along the way have been <clears throat> so memorable, so passionate, so real, so authentic, um, and compelling. But his his work as a as a babyface is, I think, it's phenomenal. So, I, Cody, Cody, hands down, nobody else close. Cody Rhodes. My final question before we wind up uh, this section of the awards is. Cody Rhodes back in 96, would he have been a top guy on Nitro? It's so hard to say, you know, it, it would be easy for me to say, absolutely, yes, because then that, you know, but, but man, in 96, everything was different in 96. And I honestly, it's hard to say what I would have done back then. But man, the NWO was so strong and so hot and all of the focus was on the NWO for a good year and a half or two years. I think it would have been hard for me to put anybody 
anybody ahead of the NWO at that time. So Cody would have still been a very important part of Nitro, but I don't think he would have been so important that he would have gotten more attention, if you will, on television than the NWO because it was just too hot. You have heard what Mr. Eric Bischoff had to say. You get to go to our website, the link uh, you can see at the bottom of your screen. Just go there, click, make your choice, and you could choose your favorites. It could be the same uh, picks that Mr. Bischoff has made. It could be your very own picks. Go vote. And thank you so much for your time, sir. I really had a blast. Thanks as always for being a part of these awards. Thank you very much for the invitation. And I look forward to talking to you again next year. <laughs> next year.